Elgar always needed the stimulus of a female muse, a woman who would inspire him. So Helen had inspired him, and then later his wife, Alice, inspired him. And I'm sure many of us know the story that Alice couldn't marry Elgar, who was a tradesman's son and a Roman Catholic. Goodness! Uh, because Alice was the daughter of a major general, and so she couldn't marry an outsider like Elgar until both her parents were dead. And even then, her aunts cut her out of their wills because she had married such a disreputable person as Elgar. And Alice Elgar, who was a poet, was very, very important in Elgar's life. She even used to rule the, the, uh, the bars in his stave so that he could score more quickly. And, of course, she is the dedicatee of Elgar's first hit. Which Laurent and I will be playing at the end of this little talk. Salut d'amour. And uh, it's originally for violin but it's been arranged for nearly everything. It was such a hit. A little bit later, towards the end of the 19th century, possibly just into the 20th century, Elgar met another lady who inspired him very much, and that was Alice Stuart Wortley, who was married to the MP for what was until recently Mr. Craig's seat, Sheffield Hallam. And... She was the daughter of the painter Millet, John Everett Millet. And Elgar found her very, very enchanting. And in a, a way that seems slightly strange to us perhaps now, both he and his wife, Alice, made great friends with Alice Millet, Alice Stuart Wortley. Um, although it was almost a romantic friendship, on Elgar's part, and they would all write very frankly about how Alice, whom in order to distinguish from his wife, he called the windflower, the wooden enemy, the windflower, how Alice was inspiring him to do great work, and Mrs. Elgar, Lady Elgar, she became, with astounding uh, openness and generosity, and of course perfect trust in her husband, was just very, very keen to encourage any source of inspiration. And uh, it is the Windflower, indeed, who is encoded into the Second Symphony. Quite a lot of what the Second Symphony is about is Elgar's feelings for this other woman. Uh, very interestingly, at the end of the full score of the Second Symphony, Elgar writes Venice and Tintagel. And Tintagel was the, uh, a place that he visited once in the company of the Stuart Wortleys, who had a holiday place there. And the thing, obviously, that Elgar was very interested in about Tintagel was not so much King Arthur as Tristan and Isolde. And at the end of the symphony, the, uh, Elgar makes a quite frank reference to some of the famous calls from Tristan and Isolde. So, in a way, the Second Symphony, what Elgar is hiding 
under the notes, as he said in his quotation from Shelley's Maniac. What Elgar is hiding under the notes is a sort of illicit love affair like that of Tristan and Isolde, except everybody knew about it and <laughs> nothing, nothing happened. So he had a, the most wonderful, uh, exciting things going on in his head and uh, just, just in his head. Platonic, I believe, is the word. 